Oh my God, no, stop, stop it, guys. Oh my God, stop it. <laughs> hello, hello. Welcome to Pros and Cons, the podcast. This is episode one. I am your host, Gucci Mama, who I'm sure you all know and love, right? Right? So welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to finally be here and speak to you guys. I know this has been in the works for a few months now, but you know me, queen of ADHD, just took me a little time to get to it, but here I am, I'm here, I'm queer, I'm ready to do it. So let's get started. Basically, the reason why I started this podcast was, I don't know, I just saw a gap for, there weren't podcasts for people like me, like there were guests, there are sex work podcasts and there's music podcasts and, but I don't know, I just don't find one little box that like fits me. Like I can't compartmentalize myself. I wouldn't be like the most wholesome hoe you know, although I do love my wholesome hoes. I don't know. My life has been very interesting. You know, a lot of us are attracted to sex work because we just don't fit into like the normal mold of life. And also we just, it's just not for us. It's not for our brains. It's not for our lifestyles. You know, some are more just interested and suited to the whole fast life, fast cash, that kind of thing. So I wanted to make a podcast that, yeah, I could just talk about what I want to talk about and I didn't want to box that into one like niche. So yeah, my vision for it is basically to do that. I want to cover the sex industry. We'll speak to some of my favourites in the music scene, both here and overseas, and just really any colourful characters that I myself find interesting or you guys find interesting. So yeah, I'm just really excited to get this going. I'm so happy that I'm getting this first podcast done and out of the way. So yeah, with this episode, most people requested that I fill you all in on me and my life. So I guess I I figured I'd make this one a little mini like audio autobiography and we can talk about my life and what has brought me from birth basically to where I am now. So strap yourselves in and here is the life of Gucci Mama. So let's take it all the way back. So I was born in San Bernardino in California. Funny story how that all happened. So my mum is English and philo. She was like me and she lived in a few countries growing up, be that England, Australia, New Zealand, and my dad's American. And the whole reason they even met is because they used to be pen pals because when they would have started talking, it would have been like, 89 and yeah they were pen pals they were writing to each other and mum decided to get on a plane and meet this dude that she's been fucking talking to for however long like which must have been so nerve-wracking like at least like now when we do long distance relationships we can FaceTime people you know get like a lot more current photos like their socials my mum was just like raw dogging it writing fucking letters and getting like a photo sent in the mail and she's just like yeah you know what I'm just going to fly to fucking a whole other country I've never been to before to meet this dude. So anyway, she did it, met him. They pretty much, I guess, fell in love pretty quickly. They were pregnant with me when they got married in Corona in California. And then they honeymooned in Tijuana while pregnant. I mean, obviously mum wasn't getting lit. Well, I don't know. I hope not. And then they had me. I was born in Loma Linda. My dad used to actually tell me that's where they did the first like, I think it was a baboon to human heart transplant, something like that. I don't even know if this is a real story, but my dad always used to tell me that was the hospital where it happened. And then he used to like to tell me that I was the person who got the baboon heart. Anyway, I don't think that was. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Just joking. 
So yeah, so I was born there. We lived there for about a year or two. We lived in Long Beach. But then the like 92 riots happened, like the Rodney King riots happened and we moved because obviously must have scared my mum a little bit. She wasn't from there. That would have been, I guess, a lot to see, especially, you know, as like a foreigner. So yeah, so we moved to New Zealand I lived there for like a year and then we moved to the UK, which is where my mum was born and we lived in Gateshead at like Newcastle. My mum told me that I used to have a Geordie accent and I had no idea what that meant for the longest, longest time. It wasn't until Geordie Shaw came on like the TV and I remember texting her being like, oh my God, mum, is that what I sounded like? Like, what the fuck? But yeah, we lived in England, had my brother and then we moved to Australia when I was four. So I've obviously been here ever since, but even here, I've never stayed in one place. I think I've lived in, where have I lived? And we moved to Brisbane then went to Darwin, Townsville. I spent a few years in Townsville. Townsville was like a good place. So when I was a kid, I had fun there. I remember like I've got a few like cool memories from there. So I remember about age 10 is definitely when like my hustler side definitely started showing. So I was like a little nerd, you know, very smart, but um, also a hustler. So I was like the teacher's nerd and I used to mark the homework and everything because my teacher would just make me mark it, like compare it to mine because mine would always be right. So I used to do that, but then I found realised there was a market for charging kids to do their homework for them. So, you know, for a dollar or two, I would do your homework for you. So that was my first little hustle. And then I remember when like I finished year seven, which because obviously back then year seven is when you finish primary school, First thing I did as soon as I graduated was write myself up a little resume, wrote my little objective and I went around trying to get jobs. Like went to every single store, went to those job agency things, not realising like they were actually for people who like couldn't really get work. I was like, I was just like, no, I'm going to apply for every fucking job. And I used to go there every single day and like do I even like volunteer to do work experience just to get like something on my resume. Like I've just always been focused on the bag, even from a young, young age. That was my biggest thing, independence, having my own money. I just, that's what I wanted, always wanted it. So, yeah, I lived here for a few years. What did I do while I was here? Oh, that's right. I, like, did things like – I was, like, a little nerd. Like, I always have been a bit of a nerd. So I was, like, on the youth council, speaking, like, state government about youth issues. I used to do army cadets. I think I got up to, like, a sergeant because I used to want to be in the army when I was younger and didn't really understand, you know, everything else that goes on with it. But um, I wanted to be like an intelligence and be an army officer. So I used to do army cadets. I was actually a really good shooter though. Like when we used to shoot the styres, my grouping was very good. I would have shot better than most guys in the infantry because they can't shoot for shit. That's why they call them grunts. They all have like groupings of 200 mils. But my grouping was like under 100 mil. I think it was like under 90 mil to be honest. So yeah, so I did army cadets. Also did cheerleading though. So like... (laughs) polar opposites but I mean that's always me there's like always like these like multiple like sides of me that are like just yeah always a bit different anywho so I was in Townsville then we moved to I think Darwin I lived there for a year then we moved to Brisbane and that's when I really started like working really hard like I'd always have two jobs sometimes even three jobs and going to school okay so we're in Albury I lived there from I think it was like 15 so I lived there went to school Worked a little bit, not as much as I did in Brisbane. I don't know. I didn't really vibe with Aubrey. It was weird. It was like the smallest town I'd kind of lived in. I didn't even want to live there. Like I was so bummed about moving there. So um, I was living there and, yeah, I don't know, I'd just go to school. I just, I just wasn't about it. Like 
I would just go to school half the time and just like bring a box of Cheerios. Like, you remember that cereal? I would bring a box of Cheerios and just like eat it all through school or like lay on the lunch table while everyone was eating and just have a nap. Like that was my vibe there. Like I just, but I was still like doing like advanced English and economics and shit, but I just, I didn't like being there. I didn't like going to school, hated it. But yeah, that's when I was in Albury. That's when I actually ended up getting kicked out of home. I dropped out of school when I was in year 11. And like I got like grilled about that because like I'm very smart and they knew that. But I just didn't – I couldn't be there. Like I just was not about it. So I dropped out of school. I got kicked out of home but I also didn't want to live at home. So it was kind of like a mutual thing but just like I couldn't come back. My dad packed me a bag of canned goods like – I don't know why, like, Dad, this is not fucking the 1970s in America where you're from. Like, what do you, I I think he, like, envisioned me living under a fucking train bridge eating canned food, like, and I'm like, also, I'm like, wow, you're cool with that. But anyway, whatever, no shade. So he packed me a pack, a bag of canned goods, sent me on my way. I ended up living with, like, a friend and her mum. She was so lovely, lovely, made me a bed, like, we made a bed for me and, or a bed frame we just got dining chairs like you know the wooden dining chairs with like the back and we cut off all the back so we just used like the seat as a base and had like four of them and then put like timber across and that's how I made my bed and so I lived with her for a while until she got my friend got pregnant and then it was just a bit too much for her mum so I had to live with her boyfriend for a bit which is I just turned into a little I just was drinking all the time. I go to school drunk off my face because we'd just be doing tequila shots all the time because they were obviously a lot older than me. They were like, you know, 18, maybe older. I was 16 by then or maybe 15. I don't know. Maybe actually I was probably still 15. And, yeah, we were just getting lit all the time and I'd just go to school and just be drunk or hungover or not go to school. And, yeah, so I just was not vibing it. Eventually left and then... I ended up, like, after I lived there, I can't remember where I ended up after that. I'm not sure, actually. It's been a while. (laughs) I've got a lot of blanks in the memories. I just, yeah, we'll just skip forward to the next bit I remember. I ended up getting work at a facility management company. I think that's when I was living with a boyfriend. I must have got a boyfriend by then. And I worked at a facility management company. And I ended up, by the time I should have been starting year 12, this is a funny thing, like I got, I left school and got grilled for leaving school and wasting resources and potential. And when all my friends were in year 12, I was starting my first year of a Bachelor of Accounting. So, which I got in by having interviews with like the head, like the dean. And yeah, I got in, I was starting to do accounting. My whole vibe, when I used to want to be an accountant, I wanted to be like a Cayman Islands accountant you know what I mean like I wanted to be one of those accountants so like <laughs> I've always been about the bag and I've always been about loopholes I love a fucking loophole loopholes are the best thing in the world and if you don't like exercise your right to use loopholes then I just feel like you're playing yourself so yeah so that was the kind of accountant I wanted to be unfortunately I was undiagnosed ADHD and I just could not pay attention in lectures so I just like I did like a semester and I just dropped out because I was like I can't I can't sit here and listen to this. Like it just just can't do it. But I was still working. That's when I actually managed my first million-dollar project. So back when Kevin Ruddy put all the monies into the school, I ran a million-dollar project with floor coverings for 100 schools and managed the whole thing from start to finish. So, yeah, I was working really hard, doing that for a few years. And then what happened after that? Oh, that's right. So I was with a boyfriend at the time and then we ended up breaking up and then he went a bit – crazy and tried to crush his car because I wouldn't come home because he was going to bash me. So that wasn't fun. But um, 
Yeah, so I obviously left him after that. And then I lived with a friend for a little while, but I was just... And then I think I got my own place and I was just living in Aubrey for a little bit, just getting really stoned. But I think I eventually just had enough and I wanted to move. So I decided I wanted to move to Melbourne because Melbourne was like the closest city to me. So I started applying for jobs. I, um, like, as soon as like, I, that's the thing about me. When I want something, I will get it. But I have to actually like really, really want it and decide I'm going to action it. If I'm like half ass, it's not going to happen. But as soon as I'm like, okay, yeah, now it's time to do it, I will make it happen. So I started applying for jobs on the Monday, got an interview on the Wednesday, like went down, got approved for the job by the Friday. And then I was fucking packed up my life and started my new job the next Monday. Like that's how quick it did. I did it. Like, and then, yeah, so I lived in Melbourne. So I just started working in like ATM and security. So all my careers have like before sex work had been like building construction, ATM and security and facility management. Like I've managed contracts. Yeah, I've ran projects. That's always been my jam. That's always what I've been what I like what I'm good at. I've got like a good technical knowledge. So I was doing that for a few years, kind of normal. Towards the end of it, that's when I started dabbling lightly, I guess, in the adult industry because that's when I started like going on things like seeking arrangement. I still remember my first seeking arrangement date. I went to Maha in Melbourne, it's best food, and we were having dinner and I just, I still remember this, the waiter's like come up to like see if we want anything and like she's like taking our order so she like took his first and then she's like and what would your daughter like and I'm like I'm not his daughter and she's like oh, oh, okay and yeah it was, it was funny, I still remember that one. So that was like my first little like dipping my toe into it but I wasn't didn't think anything more like that. I just wanted to try it. But yeah, so I worked at that ATM security company, but then they they were moving and like they'd lost a few contracts and it just wasn't about it anymore. So I went and worked somewhere else and like I was doing really well in it. Like I was managing jobs and I got myself a five grand bonus. But while I got myself a five grand bonus, I was literally going to work every single day thinking I was going to get fired. Like that's how bad like anxiety would be. Like I'd have so much pressure on myself. And eventually I just like burnt myself out. Hey, like there was one day when I went to go to work, I was like halfway to work, about to get on the tram. And I just had this like hectic panic attack, like couldn't breathe, like just was like, yeah, it was just intense. And I like went home, like I just had to turn around and go home. And then I just like literally could not go back to work after that. And that's when I was like, okay, well, I think I need a break. Like I've obviously burnt myself out. Like I've been working hard since I was 14, really working harder before that. And I've had like multiple jobs while I was in school. I've got had really full on jobs where I'd be on call after work. Like I've just burnt myself out. So I'm like, I need to do something where I can go to work and then go home and not think about work. And that's why I was like, I could do sex work because you know what I mean? I have to go there and make money. And because like I was thinking like brothels and stuff, like once I get home, there's nothing else you have to think about. So I went to a friend and told her like she was a sex worker and I was like I want to get into the industry and she is the one who helped me get into it and she showed me the ropes and obviously we will go into that more when we do the next episode about my whole life because I know you guys already know what my kind of first bookings were like but yeah so I got into the industry it was fine for me it suited me I actually did my first year sober just to make sure it was definitely for me and I could handle it and it was. So yeah, I've been a sex worker since then. Gucci's been around since about 2012. Back even when I worked a normal job, I've literally had followers on here that have followed me since like my normal career. Normal in like, you know, quotation marks. Like, I don't know, Gucci really helped me put myself out there. I think maybe because of the autism. If, if it wasn't for Gucci, I don't think I would have put myself out as much as I, I have. Now Gucci and Tara are much more merged. But at the start, I think Gucci used to protect Tara. 
But um, yeah, so like I've been in the industry ever since. I've dabbled in stripping, but I fucking hated the clubs. Stripping's just not for me. Um, done toppies, worked brothel agency, and now I work independent. I got out of the industry at 27 because I don't know. I just I had people in my ear making me feel like I needed to get out and do something else with my life because I don't know I was getting close to 30 and I, silly me listened. And then also yeah, like I got pregnant, and before I got pregnant, I got sober. And I just, I don't know, thought there'd be something else. So I got out at 27. I got pregnant with Aaliyah after I got sober and everything. And I started managing girls while I was pregnant. That's how I um, kept myself, you know, going. Like that's how I made my, my money. Um, I'm very lucky to have done that because I really was the main breadwinner. So, yeah, I managed girls and I, I'll tell you this story. So I managed girls my whole pregnancy and even while I was in labour, like <laughs> – just imagine me standing with like my arms over the bed because I did all my labor upright. Every time I felt like I had to have a contraction, like before I was dilated enough, you weren't allowed to push because obviously like you're not dilated enough, but like your body is just like screaming at you to push, 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 push. So they taught me this trick and they're like, okay, every time you feel you like you need to push, they're like lower raspberry, like, you know, like the full like and like it sounds insane, but it works. So just picture me over the bed going and then at the same time I'm telling my bestie who's like the one doing like physically doing the phones for me but I'm being like okay yep so you need to send her here send this template her rate is this much for GFA just this much for PSE make sure she times in like I was like telling her how to do everything because she'd never done it before for me while my fucking vagina is dilating 10 centimeters literally I think the girl boss moment of the fucking decade like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like gassing myself, but my vagina was dilating while I was still fucking booking girls. So no one can tell me that I am not a fucking hustler because I don't think he can do it like I can. <laughs> anyway, had Aaliyah. She was great. Love her. That sounds so enthusiastic. But yeah, so then we moved to the Gold Coast when she was about four months. I don't know. I just felt like a change. I tried to work a normal job. I was managing and I part owned a law firm, like a startup law firm with a friend. I did that for a little bit, but you know what? I fucking hated it. Like I was, I was miserable. I would cry all the time in my office. Like it was just a very toxic environment. It just was not for me. And we, I was broke. Like I was getting paid peanuts. There was no revenue because all the money was getting spent. Like it was just, it was not a fun time. And I'm like, why am I doing this? Like I'm literally busting my balls for what I can make in an hour or so. And I'm like, her life has never fucking made me cry. Like I've never cried because of a booking. Like the only time I've been upset or like cried is because like I'm just stressed because it's like quiet or I haven't hit my financial goal, but like not physically. Like, and like, I know that's just my experience. Like, of course I know there are girls who have had bookings that will definitely make you cry, but I've just been fortunate to not have had one of those. So yeah, so I was fucking miserable. Like I just cannot, I'm not a muggle. I can't do muggle life. It's just, it's not for me. Like just, no, not for me. So um, yeah, I just, at the end of 2019, I ended my relationship. I ended up going back to her life. I've been back ever since. And then the year after that, 2020 was a very wild year. Aaliyah's dad passed away in January and I had to run off. I don't know, I guess I ran off fucking what you call it, I was just like running off adrenaline for like a year. I was hustling, 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 working, 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 working. It wasn't a good year for me personally, but I did really good at work. And then we got to 2021, which has been a lot more chill. 
a lot, lot more chill, but I'm a bit too much, too comfortable now. And I've been a bit lazy and I just haven't been working as much as I should have. It's funny because like, I really need chaos to thrive. Like the times when my life is like the most chaotic or I think I'm going to fucking, I don't know, lose everything is when I make the most money. And it's annoying because that's obviously not good for my mental health and that's how I burn out. But that's just how my brain like does its best work. And I just wish I could have this balance where like I was healthy mentally and like things were going nice, but I was also hustling as much as I did then. So I don't know. I've still got to figure that out. When I figure that out, if I ever figure that out, I'll let you know. If anyone's got any tips, please do tell. But yeah, that really does bring us up to here. So now I'm just working on my current projects. I'm obviously still a full-time sex worker. I'm hoping maybe this year or next year will be like my last year of being full-time sex work, as in like this is my primary income. I've got a product I'm developing right now. Obviously, I've got the podcast. There's a few other things I would like to pursue. And then I would like to aim to kind of like step back from doing as much full-time sex work, maybe go back more into managing because I do like that. So yeah, that's like where I'm at at the moment. But, and yeah, we've got, we've got this podcast now and now I get to talk shit with you guys and all my friends and people I think are interesting. So we'll be able to hear their stories. We can cover topics and like I can get other people's views on said topics. And that's, yeah, that's where we're at. So I probably rambled a lot. (laughs) I'm sorry. Or maybe not enough, but like this is just episode one. So just like let me ease into it and you know it's going to get better and better as we go. But if you're still here, thank you so much for listening to me. I'm really excited for episode two and I'm just excited to be here with you guys. Okay, I love you guys so much. Bye-bye.